Hello, 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 hello. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Triple of Black Tribble's fame, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a very special live edition of The Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. I am joined by my partner. It is real live here. It is real live right now. Making sure that all of our volumes are up and rolling. We're here live in the studios of WPPMLP 106.5 FM. Uh, a very special time here at the radio station because it is our fund drive. It is our fund drive that is going on tonight at WPPM. And I'm realizing what is wrong here. I'm realizing what is wrong. Doing I'm doing a producer, but you know, you're at a mic that I'm not used to. Talk about Oh, is that go. what it is? There you, ah. there you go. You are at a microphone that I'm not used there to. There, I was, I, I was at a mystery mic. You're at mystery mic. <laughs> it's mystery mic. It here. was a mystery mic. See, we, we, it was a microphone that was an enigma, a conundrum, a puzzle. Yes. Much like the rest of the world <laughs> and their love of the last dragon. I like, I like how you stay on message. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have a very special show for you tonight. What we're going to be doing, we're going to revisit. Revisit? Episode Five. Yeah, it was early. It was very, very early. Early this on, very early. Concerns uh, episode five when we did our review of the Last Dragon, which Vince heralds. I'm I am a fan. You are a huge fan. I'm a huge Dragon. fan. Well, you know, I didn't want to stack the deck too much too early. A lot of people are big fans of that of that movie. I, however, am not. Yes, yes. The, those of us who have the capacity to be happy. <laughs> what do you mean? So, you know, there's that. It's funny because you, I'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) So we're inviting each and every one of you, ladies and gentlemen, here's what we've got going on. And tonight, as part of WPPM's fund drive, as WPPM, People Powered Media, uh, looks to you, all of our listeners out there to help us keep the lights on, keep these microphones on, the correct microphones on. Absolutely. We're asking you to please just donate as much as you can. As much as you can. And between the hours of 8 p.m. and 9 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, we're asking you to donate on behalf of the Michelle Mission. Please do. We'd appreciate it. You can go to phillycam.org. Right there, you'll see our big donate banner there. Click that banner. I'll take you directly to a page where you can make your donation to the radio station on behalf of the Michelle Mission. And what will they get for the said donation, Lynn? For every dollar that is donated during the next hour, I, Lynn, have (laughs) vowed that I will watch The Last Dragon once a day for every dollar that's donated. And the thing is, I would do it, but like I would do it anyway. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you you would gladly watch a double feature of The Last Dragon and Baby Boy. Oh until, my goodness gracious! Don't even don't even bring up Baby Boy. <laughs> just I just made I just tickled your funny bone, just tickled your heart right there. Hey Lynn, you want some breakfast? We'll touch on that <laughs> in a moment as well. Now, as it stands right now, ladies and Jack, uh, gentlemen, we just went on the air at eight, a little after eight, and already. <laughs> 
we have received a $50 donation. <laughs> oh, that's a special donation. We have received. And the only reason – now, we, we, we're purposefully not really uh, – only with that one we're given a, a total of what we uh, are getting because that is important for what we have going on. So we've received a $50 donation from someone who just said that they just want to make Len watch The Last Dragon, which means that I will, if nothing else, I will be watching The Last Dragon once a day for the next 50 days. Hey, Len, don't they also get an additional prize for having an amount that large? Oh, that is true. Because right. by donating anything over $20. Over $20, $20 and one cent, $20. You get to select a Medea movie. Well, a, a Tyler Perry movie. A Tyler Because they might want us to do Daddy's Little Girls. They may. They you may know. very well. Uh, you get to select a Tyler Perry movie for us to review. Because I think at, at this time we've only don't, only reviewed one Tyler Perry we've, movie. We've done two. Oh, we've done two? We, 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 did, uh, we did Why Did I Get Married? Oh, that's right. And then we did Tyler Perry's Temptation, a film by Tyler Perry. That's right. Because that was his serious effort. That was his, uh, that was, that was his Oscar bait. <laughs> if you want to contact us. I'll ladies, show you Ava DuVernay. I'll show you all. Spike who? <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, ladies and gentlemen, um, the, you can reach us via Facebook and Twitter. Facebook at Michelle Mission. Twitter at Mission Michelle. Or Instagram at Michelle Mission. Um, just uh, hit us up. Let us know um, your thoughts, your concerns. Let us know that you're making a donation. Uh, we're going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> we hope to have a good a good time tonight. Absolutely. And, and, and introducing the live audience for the first time into our little show that we have going on here at um, Michelle Mission at WPPM. LP. Hey Vince. Hey Lynn, how are you? I'm scared because <laughs> I, I I really didn't think about this like having to watch the Last Dragon once because what this means generally is that I have to wake up and watch the Last Dragon. Right, right. Because you don't want to watch it before you go to bed every night. No, no, I I, I do not want to do that. I, I will not do that to myself. I refuse to do that to myself. That would be. Um, that would just not be fun. You ever read the book How to Eat Fried Worms when you were a kid? No, I've never even heard. Yeah, of How to Eat Fried Worms is one of those sort of like you know how Judy Bloom was was you know was Judy Bloom, mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of other people that wrote books. Yeah, for like kids, one of them was How to Eat Fried Worms, and and a kid bet another kid that he couldn't eat a worm every day. Okay, so the kid ate worms, and and you know, sort of. Preteen chaos ensued, but it can be like that. Like you have to figure out how to fit it in every day. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm figuring that in the morning it's going to be. I'm going to see. I'm going to have to watch this in stages. Well, you have it on your tablet. You have it on your computer. You have because you're going to have to buy it, Lynn. You're going to have to buy it. Yeah, and and you'll have it on your phone. And you know when you're on a train or you, you know you're out, you're you're eating lunch or you know. I don't think I can watch the Last Dragon while I'm eating lunch. Oh, sure you can. I just listened to our review of The Last Dragon yes. again, and listening to that made me realize all over again why I do not like this movie. Because you're without joy. I am with joy. Are you? Do I, you? 
Yes, I have a lot of joy. <laughs> because we all know, I sound, I we sound. all know, no one is as joyful as someone who says, I beg your pardon, I contain great multitudes of joy. I'm filled to the brim with joy. Yes, I did sound suspect when I said that, admittedly. But oftentimes I engage in laughter. Ta ha! <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even get it out. No, I, I, I watched like the trailer for this movie again. Okay. And um, one of the things that we've we've talked about because I'm asking people, I'm asking people right now. Like you're a big fan of this this movie. We know that there are tons of fans of uh, the movie. Dan Dinkins, the Mayor Tribble, is a big fan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ariel Johnson, Ariel Johnson, Malcolm Commerce and Coffee House. She's a huge fan of the Last Dragon. We have a ex- actually a very special treat for her coming up a little bit later in the show. Um, people are big fans. But I'm curious as, as to exactly what are they a fan of? Because this movie features very bad acting, very bad choreography, no kind of fight choreography. The story, what there is of it, makes zero to no sense. Um, when we when we did the review, you spoke about how the 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 script and the producers and the director Michael Schultz you know purposefully put in all this uh like hidden uh messages in regards to race in the movie yes and everything like that but i challenge you okay that those interviews that you read with the, the producers and the directors yes were done years after years the, after the fact and they the and fact. they sort of yeah they just came in up retrospect with saying you know and you're arguing that sometimes a cheer is just a cheer exactly and a house isn't a home yes luther <laughs> that's what i'm arguing okay except that in in and you know not to rehash what we talked about Michael Schultz is someone who at the time, you know, this is like his, you know, third or fourth script was very deliberate about the messages that he tried to get across in these films. Okay. Like if it was somebody else besides Michael Schultz, I would go along with you because I do think sort of after the fact, people sort of add this meaning that wasn't necessarily there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I said it then and I say it now, I, I don't think there's any argument about the execution of the last dragon. But I do think he, Michael Schultz in particular wanted to do something with it and, and make a statement about race and, and, and um, stereotype, if you will. Well, then if he did in fact want to do that. Also, Julius Lester had like the world's greatest Jerry curl perm. Not Julius Lester. You're talking about Shonuff. That's Julius J. Julius Carey. I'm sorry. Julius J. Carey. The third. The third. So then you had that. Yes, you did have you, you did have that. You did have uh, the man who was, of course, um, Shogun. No, Shonuff. Shonuff. He's so disrespectful. You know that man's name is Shonuff. <laughs> his name is name is Shonuff, and here and here just hey. I'm an equal opportunity, you know, uh, hater here. Here's a little bit of Shonuff from The Last Dragon for you, ladies and gentlemen. You said that. Beach fine, you said that. I got him, Joe. I got him. 
Than the Shogun. Bruce Leroy, that's who. Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. Well, well, well. If it ain't serious, Lucy Leroy Green. I've been waiting a long time for this, Leroy. I am sick of hearing these bullshit Superman stories. All right. Well, there you go. See? That's show enough. See? So so, so much passion. Is that what we're calling that? We're calling that passion? Absolutely. Layers. There was no no layers. Layers. He's like an acting lasagna. He's not an acting lasagna. He's not at all. He's not at all. And I, I, I beg to differ with you. Um, but before we get more into The Last Dragon, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're going to be here for an hour. We're going to have a lot of fun. We did. What we'd like to do on our show is we we have very devoted fans. Yes. Yes, we do. Of the Michelle Mission. And they always reach out to us on emails or on Twitter or, or what have you. And we always like to, uh, in appreciation for that, we like to share their feedback with you because we're on the mission together. Exactly. This mission to review every black film that has ever been made. Every black feature film, every black feature film, our most recent episode um, uploaded from last week. We reviewed the 2016 uh, Academy award winning best picture moonlight. Yes. And Maurice Poplar. Hey, what's up Maurice? A longtime fan of the show. Said, loved yet another journey on the Michelle mission. As a fellow Oakland native, I got a rep for Mahershala Ali being, in fact, I wonder if you knew this, Vince. He was, in fact, the first MC to win an Oscar for acting. Oh. I think it's ironic he got there before Will Smith, who's obviously a bigger name and had more ups to bat, but it's a big deal for the hip-hop generation. Mahershala Ali was originally... Prince Ali from the Hieroglyphics, a Bay Area crew that had some skill, but didn't make many waves on the national scene. Sadly, it's it's possible that Mahershala's won and Will hasn't because no one knew he had a rap career. But that's another topic. (laughs) Maybe Del the Funky Homo Sapien Souls of Mischief will make movies now. Maybe. Noteworthy MCs turned rappers include... Ice Cube. Yes. Ice T. Yes. Tone Loke. Yes. Tupac. Yes. Method Man. Yes. Red Man. Yeah. Busta Rhymes. Yeah. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you know, I like Snoop. <laughs> 50 Cent. Oh, God. Little Bow Wow, uh, who I just watched last night in a horrible movie. I like Roll Bounce. Okay. DMX. <laughs> yes. Ludacris. Who actually oh, I like not a, he's not a I was about to say, actor. I like Ludacris, actually. He does some good stuff. The RZA. I, I just like the RZA because he's the RZA. Yeah. Common. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we, enough well, said about Common. I was Common. about to say, who else keep, keep working down the list? Check out our Just Right inter- uh, review. <laughs> Eve. Eh. Andre 3000. Eh. Most Deaf. Oh, well, he was an actor first, though. Exactly. LL Cool J. Yeah, yeah. Queen Latifah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Eminem. What was he in besides Eight Mile? Isn't that enough? I think he was in a couple of like he's probably done one or two things. Okay, all right, sure. And last but certainly not least, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> the great Marky Mark. Marky Mark. He'll always be Marky Mark to me. In the Funky Bunch. Mahershala is a first for Muslim actors, but he's also a first for hip-hop. Keep up the great work, gents. Signed, Maurice. Thank you, Maurice. So, I, I didn't know that. I, I think I may have read something that he, you know, what was in. I didn't know he was in the hieroglyphics, though. No, me neither. That's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. Thank you so much for sharing that, Maurice. We really appreciate that. That's why you got to read the mail. People know things that you don't know. All right. We've just got another, uh, got an update. We've got another donation. All right. We've got another donation from uh, the Mayor Trouble, Dan Dinkins. Hey, what's up, Dan? Thanks, Dan. It is up. So we're going to let the let the coffers start to roll in and see where we where we land on how many days straight I've got to watch. Um, <laughs> I've got to I've got to watch this thing, but we've just got another donation in. So, um, oh, oh, I, I think I've set myself up. For, <laughs> uh, You've set yourself up for excellence. Whose idea was this? Yours. I know. That's, <laughs> that's the scary part. It was all my idea. It was all my idea. Ladies and gentlemen. I cannot blame anyone else. I can't blame Vince. No, no, no. I, no. I can't blame anyone else. Um, we also heard from uh, more than a few people. We heard from uh, Leanne Lindsay. Hey, what's up, Leanne? Of Tinsel and Tine. She hit us up on Instagram. And uh, let's see. She was talking about how she recently just uh, listened to our review of Baby Boy. Yes. Vince's favorite bad movie. It is. I hear you, Len, about the opening infant Infantilizing scene being out of character for the character Jody. Yes. Still, it makes some good points. I, like you, had heard so much about this movie but never saw it. I only watched it when I knew I would be on your show. And since it was Taraji P. Henson's uh, debut, figured it would come up. But I'm with, with Vince in that despite it not being a good movie, it's the type of movie you can enjoy again and again. And yes, I want some breakfast. There you go. There you go. Why Ving Rhames has not started a line of diners is beyond me. A <laughs> line of diners? <laughs> Do you want some breakfast with Melvin? I don't I don't know why he hasn't started it. It it, it seems to be begging to be to, to happen. But give me a call, Mr. Rames. Give you a call. What are you gonna do? Well we're gonna I'm gonna help him put together a business plan. I think the man is <laughs> I think he's all right, Vince. I think I, I think he'll do. He'll he'll be fine coming up with the business plan all on his own. You know, but that's nice of you to look out for. Well, you know, I like you know each one teach one. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> is that is that where we're going with right now? <laughs> all right. Um, we also heard on Facebook because we didn't cover Facebook last time. Okay. And uh, there are uh, many platforms. We do have. We're up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and on Facebook. We got a message from uh, one of our devoted fans, and that, of course, would be Mr. Robert Monroe. Jr. Robert Monroe Jr. Yes, it would not. It would not. It would not even be right for us to be doing this show. It wouldn't. 
it wouldn't. What's going on with Robert? Well, he was uh, talking back about uh, had sent us two messages. Okay. He said he's seriously thinking about having a belly and baby boy double feature potluck dinner party. I would love to be invited to that part. Like I was going to say I'm there, but I thought that was presumptuous. He said, belly, so I'd love to be invited to that. Belly and baby boy both need the Rocky Horror Picture Show treatment. I agree. The dialogue and the screenplays are so over the top that they garner hilarious responses from the audience. I also agree. He also says that his favorite black movie soundtracks, because we had asked a question about favorite black movie soundtracks. Okay. Are Love Jones and Dead Presidents. And my favorite score. Oh, Dead Presidents is a good one. That didn't even come up when we were talking. Yeah. My favorite score is She's Gotta Have It. I, I mean, you know, we actually I, so you can tell we're fans of it. Yes, it, uh, it opens and closes our show here on the uh, the Michelle Mission. That's where that music um, from Bill Lee. Yes, that is Queen for a Day. That's right. Uh, all right. So we're asking everyone, like I say, to uh, please donate to us. You can donate at phillycam.org. You'll see the big donate banner there and just hit that banner and, and plug in your donation just like Dan Dan Dinkins. Uh, every donation made during this hour is another day that I have to watch The Last Dragon. So, Lynn, you know I like to accentuate the positive when we can. Is there anything about the film, any aspect at all, that you find good? There's not anything. Okay. Costumes, music, performances, set design, craft services. Well, since I wasn't on the set, I don't know about that. I can't speak to the catering. Um, They look like they were well fed. Looked like like it was a nice spread. Nobody looked hungry. Of sandwiches and lunch meats. Um, It was interesting to see a nice montage of Bruce Lee in this movie. <laughs> you are so dirty right now. <laughs> that was kind of that was kind of cool. So the best part about the movie was the footage, was the footage from, another from another movie. From another that's what movie you're saying. That's over ten years before that's, this movie. That's terrible. Yeah, there's nothing because I there's a part of me that wants to say that I liked how they just shoehorned the uh, the barge video for Rhythm of the Night. Yes, into the movie. Yes. But I don't like Rhythm of the Night. You don't like Rhythm of so the Night. So I can't even say that I like that. So when we talked about and in the backstory about the barge and, and this was Barry Gordy's like like this is this is my next one. Right. N- none of that is no. interesting to no. you at There's all. There's nothing about the last year. Nothing that I about like. the last. I like I say, like I said on our review, I give Ty Mac a, a pass because he was only nineteen years old doing this movie. Right. right? right so right, and, right. and having a movie basically thrust upon his shoulders. Like yes. He is in almost ninety percent of the movie. Right. He's on screen. Yes. So he has to literally carry this movie and this nineteen year old, you know, so called martial artist, yes. not an actor at all. Yes. Is it's maybe a little heavy, a little bit too much weight for him. How about little Keisha Knight Pulliam as his younger sister? In the one and a half scenes that she's in? She's like in a high chair. And you know, she wears the high chair well. See, say there that. you go. It's little Keisha Knight Pulliam. Doing her part for showbiz. I, I guess that's if, if that's what we're going with now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how we're rocking out with that. Yes. But no, there's, there's no aspect about this film that I found enjoyable whatsoever. 
Um, Julius Carey as a proto Everybody clan. talks about Julius Carey. Everybody talks about Shonuff. And everybody cried and boohooed when the man died. And I certainly did. Um, <laughs> I, I, I certainly, you know, having known him as a character actor. Right. And seeing him in so many other roles on TV and in films. You liked him in Briscoe County. Yes, I, I do. I loved okay. him. And, and that's a very uh, underrated uh, show. Should have lasted a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um I actually, you know, felt something when the man did pass away much too much too soon, but I didn't feel anything for him in this film. In this film, actually watching parts of this film again in in preparation for tonight's show, uh-huh. I felt he came off a little like a three dollar Tony Todd. I would have preferred to see the actor Tony Todd of Candyman fame in that role. Yeah, see, Tony Todd makes it too serious. Well, see, Tony Todd, you would think like he was actually going to kill like he was actually going to kill Leroy. Here's the thing. And then maybe Leroy's whole family. One of the arguments we got into of many on that review was that how I compared this movie to um, two films made in and around this same time. Okay, The Adventures of Bucket Room Banzai. Right, 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 right. And uh, Little Trouble in Big China. Yes. And my... By comparing them to those films was not that those films cult classics that they are mm-hmm. and both both of those films kind of problematic to a degree. But in both of those films, you get the sense that the people are in there and they're having fun. Yes, they're having a really good time, even in regards to uh, Buckingham Banzai, Peter Weller in the in the lead in, in the character lead the title title role. He is playing that movie dead straight. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's in a totally different movie, but it works because of how over the top the rest of the film is. When in this film, in The Last Dragon, here's where I think they seriously go wrong. If this movie was played that way. Then maybe it gets over, and you the argument can be made that Julius Carey is playing playing his role in that way. The playing character that is way, showing up. It's it, definitely played to be like you know on twelve, right, right, you know right, what I mean? right, and right. over the top. Easily you could pluck him out of this movie and put him, either, especially in Bucket Room Banzai, and he will blow up. You sure, know what I'm saying, but everybody else in this movie is playing it totally straight, and not only are they playing it totally straight, they're playing it dead. Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and Top Fives like Marvel Movies and Video Games. Listen to Culture Kings and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and find out the best way to eat a taco. Oh. What's the best way to eat a taco, Vince? With your hands? With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. Like they think they are in, you know, the Godfather, like set in a discotheque. I actually agree with everything that you just said, except everybody.
Like, I don't think everybody is, but I think the people that are playing it straight are on paper the two most important people in the film. Well, that would be Time Mac. Time, Time Mac and, and Vanity. Vanity. Like, I think they're playing it straight. Well, who else besides Julius don't you think is playing it straight? Well, you have, uh, I mean, his father, uh, Jim Moody, you know, his daddy Green isn't playing it straight. Chris Murney, as Eddie Arcanian, is having a, is, is having a hoot. Okay. The whole time. Maybe. Um, you know, even his little brother, uh, Leo O'Brien, as Richie, is sort of doing this whole tongue-in-cheek thing. He, yeah, he's playing tongue-in-cheek, but he's he's playing sitcom. But I agree with you that Ty Mock is, and, you know, as you just said, I think part of that is the mixed messaging with what was expected of Ty Mock, A, right. and then B, what Ty Mock was actually capable of delivering. Yeah. But I, I actually agree with you. Okay. And yeah, what I disagreed with was comparing this to Buckaroo Banzai or um, Big Trouble in Little China because both Peter Weller and Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in, in um, Little China are are very seasoned actors right? at the point that they've made these films. Okay. So that, you know, yeah, they're, they're sort of made at the same time. They're sort of, you know, in some ways aimed at the same audience, even though, you know, I still argue that The Last Dragon – was aimed at a primarily black audience at this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really compare Peter Weller to to Timok. And certainly Kurt Russell, who's been acting since he was like, what, nine? True. But I'm not comparing them to to them. I'm not comparing Timok to, to those two actors in regards to skill. Right. But I'm just... And I'm not really comparing the two the, the actors at all. I'm comparing the films in a whole. But these are films that are both that are all built around this sort of central character. Okay, that's all. That's all I was saying. I got you. But I think you're right. I th- I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think I don't think anyone loves The Last Dragon because it's a good film. I don't know about that. Like, you know, I don't know who all is arguing, wow, this is a fine film right here. And even, you you know, when I talk about the subtext of, of you know, sort of the um, the commentary on race. Right. That I think is baked in. Even that is something that you don't need. You know, it's a fun movie. Now, you know, I think you kind of had to be there. Yes, you did. But, you know. A couple of people that are there. We mentioned uh, Dan Dinkins from Staten Island. He had made a, he made a donation. We also got a donation out of Winchester, Virginia, from Lynn Finley made a donation. All right, thank you, Lynn. Show. Thank you so much, both of you. Um, let's see. I think we are up to. Uh, I'm going to look at our totals to see exactly how many days in a row do I have to watch the machine. How many? Okay, right now, ladies and gentlemen, I have to watch. I have to watch The Last Dragon for 90 days. That is awesome. <laughs> yes, that sounds you. like an awesome three months. <laughs> <laughs> so for the next 90 days, I wonder by the end of the show, it's already 830, already halfway through. Are we going to make it to 100? Could we have 100 days of The Last Dragon? Oh, you boy, please, let's make it. Are The, the Last Dragon. And you that's possess the, other thing. the power of the glow. That's the other thing I don't like about this movie. Okay, was what was that? What, was, was, what don't you like now, Lynn? I don't like them calling, you know, this black man right. the last dragon. Right, right. If I was Bruce Lai, 
I would feel some type of way about that. Right. Even right, Bruce right. Lai. Right. Even Bruce Lai, who the the Kung Fu world propped up to be the, the, the next, next Bruce Lee. The yeah, next Bruce yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah. They were smart enough to make the movie exit the dragon, enter the tiger. Yes. Because they knew that there was no other dragon. So who is Barry Gordy to say that this 19-year-old neophyte Ooh, I didn't know what you was about to say. Who I think <laughs> I, I I I dare him to produce even a brown belt at the time of the making of this movie. Who is to say that this nineteen year old is going to be the last dragon? First of all, I think we need to acknowledge and pay respect to the fact that you were dropping little jewels right then about all of the various post Bruce Lee. Dudes, yes, like sir. you said, Bruce Lai and Bruce Lowe and Bruce, because <laughs> remember it was a whole, was a whole it was a whole field. So respect where respect is due. That you try, <laughs> like, it was like I said, yeah, Lynn's not new to this. <laughs> First of all, second of all, I mean, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like it certainly wouldn't fly today. No, it would not. And you know, as as two people who spent you know a half hour talking about Iron Fist. In whitewashing, oh, boy, and you know, and, you know, the, you know, certainly there's something to that. But I think it was the time. I think it was the time. And I will say this: it's not like Leroy was trained on some hidden Asian kung fu stronghold and beat up everybody there, and then became the last dragon. No, but he had a sensei. Who basically gave him the belt buckle of Bruce Lee because he saw in in Bruce Leroy that he wa- had the makings of being the last dragon. Yeah, but he had a sensei who gave him, as you said, a belt buckle, and then went to visit his sister in Miami. Like this uh, again, you, you know. Again, as as you just said, nobody in this film is is really playing it straight. And did Bruce Lee ever wear a belt? I, uh, I don't know, think he had a belt in any one of his. You know, movies. I have to say, I'm quite ignorant of what Bruce Lee held up his pants with. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed it was with kung fu power. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Before this exact second, I never thought about it. <laughs> the power of kung. The fu. power of kung fu <laughs> held up Bruce Lee's pants. I think that's true. Actually, I think that's. I think that's true. There you go. I'm, I'm going to lean into that. Bruce Lee, karate man, don't need a belt. <laughs> yes. In case you've met, you've uh, <laughs> not caught on, this is a very special episode of the Michelle Mission, right. ladies and gentlemen, coming to you tonight on WPPM LP 106.5 FM as a very special live show as part of their fund drive. This is people powered media, but it's a grassroots concern. And every once in a while, the grass needs a little watering. And that's why we're reaching out to all of you all this week. There are going to be very special programs coming on the air 24 seven here on WPPM as we, uh, Reach out to our, all of our listeners to help us keep the lights on, the microphones turned on, and keep this great growing concern of community radio coming your way free, commercial free, on 106.5 FM here in Philadelphia and Camden and streaming on Philadelphia, phillycam.org. 
So we're asking you to donate your shekels. I know that the Black Tribbles tomorrow at 9 p.m. are actually going to be disrobing for dollars. Um, yeah, for, y'all, y'all get nasty on the tribbles. <laughs> for, every, for every dollar donated from 9 to 11 p.m. tomorrow, uh, the Black Tribbles, all five of them, and I actually think they're going to have some very special guests inside, are going to take off a, a one piece of clothing um, all during the night. We actually, I think they actually have somebody scheduled is going to be doing fan dancing. Oh my in goodness! The yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time here on WPPM tomorrow it's at nine PM. Naked time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yes. Another thing you pointed out in this this film about the Last Dragon was how much they were fetishizing the body. Yes. Of Timac. Of Timac in this movie, um, and I pointed out how. That is typical of Bruce Lee movies. Right, Because if you right, look right. at a lot of Bruce Lee movies, Bruce Lee was big. Bruce Lee, he never met a shirt that he would keep on for the entire movie. Right, he right. He would have to take it off and, and flex. And, and Bruce Lee was maybe 5'5". Five, five, right. But you didn't know it because he was just, he was 5'5", five, five of solid, lean muscle. Right, and right. He, and he liked showing it. Timac, he's, not, he's no Bruce Lee. Tamak is that seems to be an ongoing theme with you. Well, because I'm sorry. But one thing I do agree with you, you know, I, I did think that was dirty pool. You saying the best part of the film was the footage from the other film. What but, was your favorite part of the movie? Oh, come on. Stop. I I, I mean, what I, I like the first scene in the theater when show enough and the group that like the clip that you played. I love the part where they go to the dojo and show enough tries to um get him to fight. I actually love the final fight. Oh, when they're they're both dueling, glowing hands. Right, right, right. That you know, again, Shonuff was able to get the glow on his own. That's right. That's you know, right. Bruce Leroy has a, a, a sensei. He has a caring family. He has a, a an area of their home that he's turned into a garden. Shonuff sort of built himself up from the scraps. That he yes. put together. Yes. Almost Wu Tangian. <laughs> Is that how he does it? Wu Tangian? Yes. That's how, that's how it goes. But I thought, you know, I thought you made a good point that it was a bad move actually having footage of Bruce Leroy. I mean, um, Bruce Lee. Because it shows how much Tymok pales in comparison to the real thing. Like, even, you know, you, like you talked about Bruce Lai and. Bruce Lee and all these, like they knew enough not to show actual footage. Yeah. Because, you know, there's no comparison. There is no comparison. Unless we talk about the, the, the infamous, uh, original (laughs) kind of original, uh, completion of game of death. Yeah, but we're not going to talk about that. About to say you, you, you're speaking on some things right now, Lee. You know, you got a little Bruce Lee knowledge over there. I also know that Ariel Johnson of a Malcolm Comics and Coffee House is a huge fan of this movie. Yes, she is. Dragon, primarily so (laughs) because she loves one particular part of this movie. Uh, This is a Barry Gordy joint, which means it's a Motown joint. Which means that it's got to have some music. Yes. You've got vanity. So you've got to have music. And that means we've got to take a trip to seventh heaven. (laughs) 
I think I think that is really a testament to the genius of Prince. <laughs> I see where this is going. Because when vanity is left to her own devices, that's that's terrible. <laughs> that's that's a terrible song. It is. And Barry Gordy put his money on that. Barry Gordy said, "This is it right here." Another man who is shown that when left to his own devices oh i mean he's a little on. suspect i mean he I, ain't got Smokey robinson riding, <sighs> riding shotgun over the stuff don't don't they marvin gay doing some of the writing don't pull me in with the music stuff but you it is a fascinating moment for motown like that kind of mid 80s and everybody had sort of left and they're trying to figure out the video age mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's 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 an in a, in a car wreck kind of a way. I'm about to say it's an interesting moment. You gave yourself up on a on an earlier show mm-hmm. of, of the Michelle Mission, which if you want to listen to our all of our shows, yeah, they're all there on uh, Michelle Mission. Get to know us. Get to know us. You gave yourself up because you pointed out how you know. Have you ever noticed when I don't have anything nice to say, <laughs> I just say, you know, it's a fascinating it's, movie. It's, it's a fascinating. You have to put you have to put it within its context. You have to see what was going on so around you, the film. So when you say that this was a fascinating time a fascin- for Motown, I, I, I don't want to talk about the last train. <laughs> it's true, it's, it's true, but it is, it it is, and and you know you played that clip just now, but but for the record, that's an actual clip from the movie. Like she sang that entire song in the movie. Yes, she did. Like there was time devoted to vanity. Yes. Singing Seventh Heaven. So mind you, there's time for her to sing that song, Seventh Heaven. There's an entire the barge video. The, 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 they show the entire rhythm of the night <laughs> the entire, video. Which is like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uncut. Uncut. I mean, like, I don't think they cut to any. I think they cut to to uh, Tymac looking at the video. Right. And right. then they cut right back. Um, then you've got a couple of fight scenes. Couple of fight scenes, right, right, right. A lot of bondage. 
It's a lot of people getting a lot tied of up. people getting tied up in this thing. Ironically, it's more people getting tied up in this than in Wonder Woman. How about that? And see what I did there? I see you see that. what I, you see what I did there? That yeah. was very fascinating. You like that, right? See, I pulled it all together. It's is black stuff. It's nerd stuff. It's psychological stuff. See, you like that, right? You're 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 a, you're a good one there. Bro. <laughs> That's what you are. You're a special guy. You're a special kind of guy. Um, I th- I think we we've we've covered this movie. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, man. I mean, Dan hit us up and he says like, hey, you know, it, the, uh, the Last Dragon is full of cat phrases. And I think the the love for it is just the characters alone. Uh, then he quotes catches bullets with his teeth. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I don't I, that's a catchphrase. I don't see that on a T-shirt anytime soon. Um, I think I think it's it's obvious that the audience is all uh, stumped in any type of way to to. To so do you think it's all nostalgia? I think it literally is all nostalgia. It's all nostalgia. Because I honestly think you notwithstanding. That's right. You know, Vince with the old heart. (laughs) That people who watch this film primarily, because figuring with the average person, at least, you know, now fan of the Michelle mission, watch this movie when they were between the ages of, let's say, 10 to 16 years old. Okay. Right. Maybe even something younger, maybe a little older. When you watch this film, if you watch it now in your thirties, mm-hmm. you you might still feel a tinge of nostalgia that gets you through like that opening. Yeah, I'm sitting down for the last dragon. All right, all right. Thirty minutes into this movie, you'll be done. I think it moves. There's not a lot of downtime. It moves you. No, no, no. I think the film moves. moves through you. Like, oh, for God's sake. No, it does not move. I think it moves. No, it doesn't. It goes from scene to scene, and stuff happens well, in every I guess, scene. I guess every movie has to go from scene to scene. No, not every movie does. Not every movie. There are some movies that give you a moment that you can turn it off. You don't think people are going to turn it off during Seventh Heaven on Last Dragon? I think it's such a car wreck. I think that... <laughs> This is something that we've talked about. Again, you should listen to the episodes. I am now obsessed with Vanity's post-Prince career. Really? And how she just sort of stumbled around. Yeah, but she didn't stumble long because it wasn't long after this movie that she, I think the next thing you see her in is Action Jackson, which Mm. is, I think it's about maybe a year or two later. Uh, Yeah, that sounds right. And that's probably about the last thing you saw her in. I feel like she was in something else. I feel like she was in church after that. I mean, because you know she. Found, yeah, I'm about to say because she, she did get holy. She get holy. You know, she did, I, th- I think that's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually what it's called. Oh yeah, you know she got to holy. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. Right. So, um, I, I don't find that there's anything like really interesting. And, and Ty Mac, we know that he went from this movie, yes, to basically playing the heel in a different world. He was a rapist. He was a rapist in a, in yeah, a very infamous. She's in a, a wildcat in a very special episode. Very special episode of a different world. <laughs> a different world. That's right. And then he got curbed by Janet Jackson. He was the love interest in the Let's Wait a While video. And he's went, still waiting. Yeah, he went to kiss her. And then she, she actually said, no. She and said, pushed let's him away. wait a while. Oh, Take this I, I felt bad for him. I didn't. 
Not at all. And then, yeah, I think that was about it. Very nice guy, though. He's very nice he's guy. Gives, yeah, he, you know, he's a very nice guy. You know, he, you know, he realizes his place in cult, in pop culture. I mean, you know, I think he takes it, and I think he has a, a good sense of humor about it. Hey, what else? What else are you gonna do? Well, you know, there are people we've talked about who don't have a sense of humor about stuff that they've done. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's very true. So, so anyway, so that's the last dragon, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what we do here on the show mission, like we say, we review. Every black film every ever made. Every week we are reviewing uh, a different film. We bounce around. We do. Uh, and every once in a while we invite, we open up our third chair. Invite a guest to select a black film of their choosing to come in for us to review. Uh, Tins- uh, Leanne Lindsay of Tinsel and Tine uh, came in and we reviewed, I'm uh, drawing a blank on the movie. Oh, talk to me. Talk to me with Don Cheadle. Yes, we did. We reviewed that with her. Uh, Ariel Johnson, as we mentioned, we reviewed uh, Sparkle. We She has. And Get Out. Oh, yes. We had a roundtable discussion about Get Out that I thought was very useful. Yes, it was. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special invitation that we want to throw out there to all of you uh, listening to our show on the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. Tune in now uh, as well and every place a good podcast be as well as listening to us live Uh, here in Philadelphia in July. We have the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Yes, we do. Which is going to be coming up on the weekends of July 15th and July 22nd. Well, on that uh, weekend of July 15th, the Michaud Mission, we have a very special live podcast that we are going to be doing at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. And we are going to be reviewing Spike Lee's School Days. Yes, we are. And we are inviting. We actually have not one, but we're going to have two open chairs for that review, we're going to ask you to come down and join us on our live presentation at Amalgam Comics on that Saturday afternoon to join us. And not only will, will, will we be talking about school days, but we will also be acting out scenes from school days because Vince knows every single line of that movie. Every single line. Everyone. Give, give us a quick scene, Vince. Nope. Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. Is it true what they say about mission men? That's all you get. That's all you get. Just, just, just teasing you. Just, teasing just, you. just a piece of Sam Jackson. That's right. And his Jerry Curl. That's right. And if that's not enough, ladies and gentlemen, then later that evening at a Malcolm Commerce and Coffee House, we're actually going to be screening school days for uh, a live audience. Uh, Go to our our website. By the time you hear this podcast, it'll be up there. (laughs) The information will be up there. It's not up there right now, but it'll it'll be up there uh, real soon Uh, uh, about the exact dates and times um, when we will be screening and talking about. Spike Lee's School Days as part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. We invite you to continue listening to WPPMLP 106.5 FM phillycam.org all week long for very special programming as part of the WPPMLP Fund Drive, including the show that's about to come in here right now, Do Why Diddy. 
All right. Which is like nothing you have ever heard. It's music, not for the absurd, not for the weird. It's music for the temple of your brain. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to get in like earworms and just make you feel all funky inside. Do I Diddy coming up next here on WPPM LP 106.5 AM. What happened to your voice just now? That I have no idea. That was a do I Diddy effect? A, yes. It, okay. That's the do I Diddy. <laughs> that's the do I Diddy. So, we've got to get out of here. Oh, wow. That flew. It did fly. Yeah. You see what happens when we actually have to stay to an hour? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners of our show here on the on the radio, y'all hear an hour. If you listen to the podcast, those, like those somebody it's like an hour and a half. Send somebody out and get us sodas and <laughs> sit around and say, here's some chips in here or something. <laughs> we get it in. Yeah. Uh, but this has been a, a, a great time. Yes, I've it had, has. I've had a ball as I do every week. Um, doing the show with you, Vince. Um, I can't say how much uh, it means to me to to do this show with you. Man. Oh, and the same for me. You don't mean it. I do indeed mean it. It's <laughs> lies. It's lying to me. It's filling me up with lies. I know. I, I know what you do. I know what you do, Vince. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we're asking you to follow us at MichelleMission.com. You can also find us and like us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as on Instagram. Uh, our show is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and every place the good podcast be. We've got to get out of here. In parting, he's Vince. I'm Len. In parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again. Bye-bye. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.